It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Lamar Jackson apparently ruling himself out with a Twitter post on Thursday afternoon, and the Bengals still have to beat a Baltimore team. We'll break down what they have to do to advance through the wildcard round. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. It's super wild card weekend, which is a thing I'm never super. going to be able to say. Super duper. Face as we bring you another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Today brought to you by a LinkedIn Jobs that they'll help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. We're part of the locked on podcast network. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. So gear up for the playoff run with a subscription on YouTube with a follow anywhere you listen to your podcast. And we'll be there with you every step of the way this postseason. And James, one thing that occurs to me before we dive into this game in full is The playoffs were always the expectation this year, right? The expectations we talked about at the beginning of this year, we probably should have talked about this earlier in the week, was that the Bengals would be in contention for the one seed, and they were. They they didn't quite get there, but they were in contention down to the end. And it's kind of ho-hum. They met expectations. We, we haven't taken a, a huge beat to celebrate that, oh, yeah, they made it to the playoffs. They, they've done it. You know, we, we talked about their celebration of winning the AFC North two years in a row. That was kind of the expectation, right, for us, for them. And business as usual is really, for me, what it feels like right now. They, they obviously have to win this game. And, and the playoff vibes probably hit on Sunday night football, but – to me, it's okay. They've met expectations. Let, let's go take care of business before before things really heat up. I was asked earlier this week. You know, would it be a disappointment? And and what do they have to do to to avoid calling it a disappointing season? And I, I think that this is the stage, right? Twelve and four, win the division. Uh, you certainly have cemented yourself as one of the top teams in the AFC. So win this round. And then after that, will it be disappointing if they go down? Of course. But that's much different than losing to a team that's not going to have Lamar Jackson, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. losing to a team that you clearly have more talent than. And so whether, you know, they could beat Buffalo. They could also lose the Buffalo next week. And I'm assuming they're going to play the Bills. Maybe something crazy happens. Never say never. But that won't be the letdown that this would be. So much like last year, and and there's a difference, you know, the 31 years and everything that goes into that. I think some of those guys in the locker room felt that, by the way. I don't think everybody did. I don't think Joe Burrow felt that. I don't think he cared, paid attention, nothing. And you remember after they beat the Raiders, he was like, this is our standard. That's it, on to the next one. And it was just Mm kind of like, 
And and Sam Hubbard talked about that. Like he didn't really, it, Sam knew the impact uh, of things and, and what that meant. And I don't think, and he didn't think Joe Burrow did, and I don't either. But, it, you know, going into the, to this game, I think it's similar in a sense that you're kind of expected to win, much like you were expected to beat the Raiders. And honestly, you know, this Ravens defense is much better, I think, than that Raiders defense, but they had some good pass rushers last year and a better quarterback than you're going to be facing on Sunday. So it's uh, it's an interesting matchup for sure. But I, for me, my expectation is you, you have to win this game. Mm-hmm. And after you do that, then we can kind of reevaluate things. But regardless of everything that's gone on, if you don't win this game, it's going to feel like a, a, a big disappointment. Now, if you do win it, all bets are off because I think you have as good of a chance as anyone to keep moving and, and advancing in the postseason. Yeah, and we'll obviously cross that bridge when we get there. But I agree with you that that this game certainly feels like a game they should take care of business. And obviously, they are taking the game very seriously. This is the third time they've seen Baltimore this year. The players have been asked about and talked at length about the challenges and advantages, which really cut both ways. Uh, both teams get those challenges and advantages of playing a team for the third time in a season of, of playing the team back-to-back weeks at home. And so uh, the, the game itself could be a challenge. You know, we've heard many analysts this week, at least I have, James, talk about how this Baltimore defense is so good and presents all these challenges and Roquan Smith does all these things that make it hard for the Bengals to beat two high shells and palms and cover cover two palms, which is, which is a kind of trap coverage or, or, or man match quarters or zone match quarters, whatever match quarters the Ravens are going to play a lot of this weekend, you know, Roquan Smith out there covering all this ground, taking away the middle of the field and all this stuff. But, but despite all that, it's still the Bengals are favored by what? Like, Nine and, nine and a half at the time you record this. Nine and a half. Yep. And, and you were looking at like what what a the the two game parlay of Bengals Bills money line is, and it's like it, it comes out to like minus three hundred or minus three fifty or something. Yeah. So if you wager ten bucks right now at Bet Online for the Bengals and the Bills just to win straight up and parlay it together, saying both are going to happen, ten dollars gets you a whole three dollars and sixty six cents. So. When I assume uh, Buffalo next week, well, a lot of people are assuming that they're minus eight fifty to win straight up. The Bengals minus four fifty, so not as as favored, but certainly favored. And I get it, I understand it. And then that, and that's why going into a playoff game, the first thirty years of my life, by the way, I hadn't seen a, a Bengals playoff win, right? And going into this year now, it's like, well, yeah, they they should win this game Sunday. Now it doesn't mean they will. And there's a path for them to lose it. Of course, it's the NFL, just like there's a path for the Bills to lose to Miami. But that doesn't change expectations or my expectations for them in this matchup. And so that that part goes hand in hand. But you're right. I, I was like, oh, yeah, what, what would Bills Bengals be? Just kind of curious. It doesn't get you much money, Jake, not unless you you maybe go with the, the points, which is a, a completely different wager, completely different story. And we don't talk a whole lot about sports gambling on this show it's not my favorite kind of content but what the markets tell us about what they expect to happen is sometimes interesting and and generally speaking when you do a two-game parlay you're, you're usually not looking at negative odds you're usually going to get plus something meaning if you bet ten dollars you're going to get more than ten dollars back 
the fact that you only get 366 back or, or whatever the number is, the, the much smaller number than the number you wager means that those two things, even together, wow. are heavily favored to occur. $10 if you bet the Ravens and the, the Dolphins to both win and parlay those together, $10 gets you 318. <laughs> tells you how... <laughs> I mean, that's like plus 3,180. They're, they're right? saying that's not happening. That's what like, they're saying. Like, Child, please, that's not happening. That's yeah. What, that's what Bet Online's telling you. <laughs> Incredibly unlikely there. So, Lamar Jackson not playing in this game, as we discussed. Tyler Huntley throwing again for the Ravens on Thursday. We've kind of expected that it would be him. We talked to Kevin mm-hmm. on the crossover episode yesterday. He might prefer it to be Anthony Brown instead of Tyler Huntley. Not going to happen, Kevin. Sorry. It seems pretty unlikely right i mean anthony brown turns the ball over three times by himself um one of I which mean, isn't could, entirely his fault but he could come in and just throw it up to jesse bates if he wants to you know he, he didn't deal with pressure all that well uh he, he made some mistakes that led to some turnovers that that hurt his team in that game let's say but you know all, all that being said and, and i talked a little bit about it because i've watched marvin lewis and mike zimmer talk about this game today and i listened to uh, Derek Klass and Amina Kimes preview the game. And I listened to, you know, Steve Palazzolo and, and Sam Monson preview the game. So I listened to a bunch of people preview the game before we're recording this episode, James. And a lot of people are giving the Ravens defense, and I think rightfully so, a lot of credit. T. Higgins, the big news for the Bengals, a full go at practice on Thursday as well, returning from his illness, was surrounded by a reporter at his locker room, was asked about five different times how he was feeling. Uh, at one point was asked directly about the hip, said he's feeling good. Um, said he at 20 miles per hour was full speed uh, at practice today. You asked him a great follow-up. What's the fastest speed he's hit all year, 22 miles per hour. And mm-hmm. that's the great content you get from James uh, over at Cincinnati Bengals Talk in there doing his thing daily. I'm out there, man. I'm, I'm listening today. I'm yeah, listening to what my fingers on the pulse. Yeah, you that's are. So that being said, let's get into this game a little bit more and talk about some of the matchups that are going to matter in just a minute. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. And I'm sure Joe Burrow would agree the way he talks up his teammates and buys his offensive line cruises for the holidays. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs is there to help you hire the qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools that go beyond resume data using insights from your job post and company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on the job qualifications that you publish all in one platform. So you can check it out. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now I have to tell you about Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. You know how much I love Built Bars if you've listened to this show. And if you haven't and you're new, well, welcome. Thanks for listening. And 
remember always that built bars are the number one protein bar on the planet, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. And that chocolate I mentioned, well, they're, they're covered in, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. This isn't fake chocolate. It's real chocolate with great, a great source of protein, low in sugar, low in calories. Like I mentioned in the best part, is probably the flavors. They have something for everyone. Peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro, mint brownie. So many different options for you. And yeah, you can check them out at built.com like we've told you to do for years and years now here on Locked on Bengals or your local Walmart. They're going to have them there too. So you can check them out at local Walmart or Sam's Club as well. So don't delay. Get the number one protein bar on the planet, Built Bars, at Walmart, Sam's Club, and built.com. To me, James, the way the Bengals could possibly lose this game is that something has gone horribly wrong and week one happens again. With the the quarterback playing for the Baltimore Ravens, with the defense playing for the Baltimore Ravens, it's, it's similar in terms of the script you would look for if you're looking for a way for the Baltimore Ravens to win. On the other side of things, if you're looking for a way for the Bengals to win, what are the things we've talked about this week? You're expecting Joe Burrow in this offense to play better than they did in week 18. You're potentially worried about the right side of the offensive line, right? And that's a matchup you're watching. Those guys need to hold up okay. And honestly, you're looking at the defense where the Ravens on offense haven't been able to get anything going since they lost Lamar Jackson to injury. And the one strength of this offense outside of Mark Andrews, the running game, you know, that's something the Bengals have to contend with. DJ Reader and the company – and the front seven have to deal with that. But, you know, a, a guy that I've talked to, I've gone on his podcast, Ken, McC- Ken McCusick, who, who does Baltimore film breakdown, went through and did his grading of the Baltimore offensive line last week. And I know Kevin Zeitler wasn't playing, but Morgan Moses, Ronnie Stanley, both had some of their worst games of the season against the Bengals last week. Sam Harvard, Trey Henderson, Joseph Osai, Cam Sample, all those guys giving the Ravens tackles problems. DJ Reader, Tyler Linderbaum could be a fun matchup again. Kevin Zeitler coming back. Of course, he's a, a good player in there. Ben Powers having one of his worst games of the season, according to Ken's grading. So these are all areas where you're looking at last week and, and extrapolating, thinking like, okay, here's reasons to think the Bengals can control this game. But they have to avoid the week one weird scenario where they're turning the ball over a ton. They're not playing clean football they're missing kicks, you know, you're, you're losing your long snapper, you're getting unlucky in some ways, and they're very equipped, I think, to take care of business this weekend. For sure. What does Baltimore want to do? They want to run the ball. Well, look, whoever called out DJ Reader on Twitter, man, good luck. I mean, Tyler Linderbaum, loved him in the draft, right? And I think he's played pretty well this year overall. I mean, got DJ some last week. Okay. We know what DJ is, right? Like I, we have a long, long, long uh, history of what DJ Reader is, and so I expect him to play at a really, really high level. Especially because the way it lines up, this is kind of the DJ Reader game. Not that he can't have an impact against the Chiefs or Bills or uh, insert whoever Chargers or Jaguars. I'm just saying from a a run-first offensive standpoint, this is probably the only team. I guess you could say the Chargers too if you end up seeing them. But odds are that this is the game where you want him to really shut things down, and I think he's going to. This front, they've they've seen the Ravens. Last week was weird. I've tried to really hammer that home because 
I've been to a lot of games, obviously playoff games last year and, uh, you know, preseason games. Last week felt more like a preseason game than it did a playoff game. And they got out of there with a win. And that's all they needed to do. I think that this, much like the the Bills game, for example, before the game, what did that feel like? It felt like a playoff game. I think that's how this is going to feel. And, and so I expect the Bengals defense to really come in and show the Ravens that, yeah, you might have Mark Andrews back and JK Dobbins. He's, he's not going to run for 10 yards on his first carry. Like, like the whatever, which Ravens running back did that. I mean, the first carry of the game. I assume Gus Edwards. Yeah. It was was limited by the way on Thursday and is on the fast track, perhaps back from his concussion. Yeah. And, And so if he's back, no, that's awesome. But good for him shouldn't matter. You shouldn't get 10 yards on your first carry. And I don't expect that. So that's a huge part of this. And really outside of, of Mark Andrews, and I, I downplay their weapons a little bit, but on, on our crossover show, but Isaiah likely he's good, but am I supposed to say like Isaiah likely would be like seventh or eighth on the amount of, uh, on the weapons list next week, if you end up playing the bills. Right. And, and so this week he's like third or fourth find a way to make sure that he doesn't make huge plays. He might be uh, second or, or, this week. Or, or, which maybe, right? But I don't, I don't know. But and He might he's, be like fourth for Buffalo. He, he's he's higher Diggs, than – Josh Allen. Anyway. He's higher than you want him to be is, is my point in, in this Ravens offense right now. I expect this defense to shut things down and – it's going to be tough. It's it's not going to be super easy. Of course not. There's going to be wrinkles and new things. And heck, Greg Roman, you know what Greg Roman's doing? He's auditioning for his next job because I don't think he returns next year. And he knows that. So we'll see what he he brings to the table. But I expect Lou Anarumo to be able to maybe they bend a little early, right? Because if you face this Ravens team and it's Tyler Huntley, you've played him three times and it's three different starting cornerbacks. That's pretty unique. But overall, this uh this defense, I think they're up to the task, and I expect them to hold the Ravens certainly under 20. This Ravens team is averaging around 13 without Lamar Jackson. They had 16 last week, and it is the playoffs. Some odd things happen. So I think they'll be under 20 again this week. We'll see, but that's that's really my expectation for this defense. Yeah, it's a good defense, and Tyler Huntley this year hasn't been a very good quarterback for the most part. He's, he's turning the ball over, and that was a huge factor, obviously, when these teams played in Week 18. And if he can, you know, if you can turn the Baltimore Ravens' offense over again, it, it becomes harder to see their path to victory, right? Like, if you're the Bengals, you would like to get out to an early lead in this game, as we always discuss. You would like to run in the second half to finish the game and, and kind of take care of business. The Ravens do have a really good defense, though. And Roquan Smith, for for all of his antics or, or however worked up, you know, folks want to get about what what he did, and and he did some things that weren't cool. Uh, really good football player who does change the way the Ravens play defense a little bit. And you know, if he's entirely responsible for the reason that the Ravens defense has been so good lately, I don't know, but. Um, you know, I, I don't think they saw the full complement of, of what the Bengals want to do on offense last week. Mm-hmm. We talked with Mike about that. So if you're curious about, you know, how the Bengals held back or whether they hid things, you can go check out that episode. That's a couple episodes back. 
uh, released on Tuesday night. And, and I think they'll have a different team. The Ravens will obviously be a different team this week. The return of Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, multiple tight ends. The Bengals will have to figure out how to deal with that. They like to use Trey Flowers against one tight end. They'll have to figure out what they want to do. If the Ravens go two, three tight ends, and, and if that's an extra safety with Dax Hill and Trey Flowers on the field in some packages, we'll see you know, what, what they choose to do there. I think they ended up going to Mike Hilton on Isaiah likely a few times in that game too, despite the size difference there. So we'll, we'll see what the, we'll see what they do there. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how, how much the Bengals are favored by in a game that could not necessarily will be, but could be a defensive struggle. And I have a question for you, James, that I'll ask you in just a minute. But first, a word from Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all things sports betting info, stats, news, analysis. And well, if you want to wager on the Bengals to win, or maybe you want to put a good old fashioned parlay together where it's maybe Bengals, maybe it's Bills, maybe it's, I don't know. I, I like the idea of, you know, a Jags Bucks parlay. That could be interesting too, because they're both underdogs, one of, or both home underdogs, by the way. Point is, is you have plenty of options with bet online and it's not just NFL it is NBA it is college hoops it is all things sports wagering so make sure you check them out today sign up for free and start wagering at bet online they are the best at this and i've used them for quite some time and you should too bet online where the game starts is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My question for you, James, is the Bengals nine and a half point favorites. And they're what we said minus minus 450. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Facing a, a very similar scenario to what the Bills are facing. The Bills are, you know, in the double digits, but they're minus 13 and a half. 13 and a half. So, so a four-point difference, but they're minus like 850, was it? Mm-hmm. Yep, to win straight up. What, what, what's the difference? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a Bengals here a little bit, and I'm looking for that motivation. But why, I, I guess, is there this feeling that this game is going to be close and that the Ravens could somehow win this game and, and pull the upset when – they, they've lost to some pretty bad teams down the stretch with roughly the team they're going to be fielding this weekend. And the Bengals have won eight in a row against some pretty good teams in that mix. So, so well, where's that? Where, what am I missing? Why is this game suddenly closer than, than what the results would indicate? In the last I, think that, the season? I think that Tyler Huntley-led Ravens would kick the snot out of the Skylar Thompson-led Miami Dolphins because this defense for the Ravens, and that's how we can, it's perfect. It's a perfect way to segue into this defense a little bit. But I think they're legit, and I think they're the best defense this Bengals, and I'm going to keep hammering this home, best defense they're going to face on this side of the playoff bracket. I'm not even sure that's true, to be yeah. honest. It's, it, it might be, but I think the people Bills are going to say that the defense too. 
It'll yeah, be the and they have zero corners. They have their best corners coming off of an ACL. Kyer Elam has not been what they needed him to be. White's playing better though, and Micah Hyde's coming back. Man, he grabbed Jamar Chase with four hands on on yeah. the first play of the game. The first play. Yeah, that'd I, be I mean, like three weeks ago by the time they play again. I, I exactly uh, sure, and so maybe he'll be be better than that. But I would take Marlon Humphrey right now over Tre'Davious White, and so it, it's close. But I, I think that this defense and, and the thing is is Roquan Smith is a beast. He's a he was annoying last week and he was playing weird. I haven't seen that before, but everyone knows. Ever ever since he got drafted, he was he was an awesome player. And that's why the Ravens traded for him. And he's just another piece that you're gonna have to be on the lookout for. And so yeah, I, I think this Ravens defense, do they have the star edge rusher? No, they don't. That that uh, some of these other teams have, but I, I just think they're a really solid unit. So I think that's the difference. I think the Dolphins would score like six points against this Ravens defense. And they just – maybe not. Maybe Skylar Thompson, it gets more comfortable and Mike McDaniel gets all creative and cute and finds a way. I think yeah. they would have probably had a shot with Tua, by the way. Like I, th- I think that's how big of a drop it is. No Tua, who I think is like a league average quarterback, and it's just really, really tough to see a path for Miami to win. Even though it is a divisional matchup, I just – tougher for me. I You know, and – I also don't think that like the Bills, their margin for error, they could have four turnovers and still beat Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Bengals would be able to do that. Maybe, right? Maybe, but I don't know if they'd be able to do that on Sunday night. And hopefully we don't have to find out because that just sounds like a headache that nobody wants to deal with, to be honest. I just I, I think you make a lot of good points there. The the point I'm trying to make is that there's this and, and maybe this is just getting under my skin today because I saw some ill-informed takes that, that aren't considering how good Joe Burrow is and the, the continued like doubt and skepticism around Joe Burrow. Like early this season and last season, it was he, he's never going to be able to beat cover two. And now it's, you know, Roquan Smith is the answer for Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow can't beat a linebacker. Oh. You know, and and oh, all right, all right, there we go, perfect. Let's do this. If my money's on Burrow figuring out this defense versus McDonald, the the new uh, Ravens defensive coordinator, continuing to have Burrow's number, like no doubt. And again, I think that that matchup last week was just weird, and so mm-hmm. expectations are high for Burrow in this offense. And if they do play pretty well against this defense. That's more the encouraging part because they only had the one turnover last week. As bad as they played and as ugly as it was, they only yeah. had the one turnover. And, and they shouldn't have even had that. It was BS. Mm-hmm. So the other part of this, and I, I'm not going to do it after the game unless it's really bad. I want the officials across the league to please. I mean, there was a face mask on Watson that was ridiculous that didn't get called. There was the face mask on Burrow that was ridiculous and didn't get called. There were so many fans on Twitter complaining. And a lot of it from the videos I saw afterwards across the league had they were legitimate. There was a legitimate beef to it. So I hope that this is this weekend, this entire playoff weekend is not has nothing to do with the officiating. And the, yeah, there's always going to be a call that's debated, but it can be a call. It doesn't have to be all of the calls. Mm-hmm. And last week, it felt like it was all of the calls. I'll just throw this out real quick. Or lack of there. calls. Um, the, the the thing for me for the Bengals on offense this week that also needs to be better is they need to they just need to play better in the trenches. Yeah. The Ravens aren't world beaters up front, but 
they have good depth for, for what they've got. Uh, they've, they've got a lot of pieces that they rotate in there. They're in their, their interior defensive lineman, Justin Matabike and Travis Jones are both and, and Kalias Campbell, of course, are all really good players. So can, can you figure out a way to run the ball a little bit when you get these two high looks? Cause the Ravens are going to be living in too high. Can you punish them for it? Like you've been able to do this year. Can you, can you find a quick game? Um, you know, cause, cause if they're playing two high safeties, and, and you saw some of this from the Bengals last week. You can get Roquan Smith isolated on receivers. We saw if, if you go back and watch the tape, you see Roquan Smith isolated on Jamar Chase, Roquan Smith isolated on Tyler Boyd and on T. Higgins on different snaps in that game. So if you can take advantage of some of that stuff and you know pick on Roquan Smith a little bit, even though he is a piece that really does make the lives easier for a lot of the others on the Ravens defense, if you can isolate him on one of your really good wide receivers, especially Jamar Chase I'm thinking about. Well, I think you like that matchup yep. if you're the Bengals because as fast and as athletic as, as Roquan is, if you can take advantage of that, great. But you need to block a little bit better, right? You need to hold up a little bit better, especially in the run game, I think. And so uh, th- those are going to be some things I'm watching this weekend with Matabika and Travis Jones, both, you know, Really, really strong performances. The other note that I was going to hit really quick, and I'm not going to get into this because I hate that I even know this, is that I looked into the officials. I don't think I've talked about this on the show yet, James. You haven't. And they've got the most home friendly, home team friendly officiating crew in, in the 2022 season officiating this game. They haven't seen it. I think it's, it's Clay. Uh, I don't remember his last name. His first name is Clay. And... His crew this year, I think the gap between penalties called on the home team, penalties called on the away team is like 40. It's the biggest gap in the NFL. The Bengals haven't seen him in a long time. I think it's 2019 is the last time the Bengals saw him. He refed a, a Ravens-Jets game this year when the Ravens were on the road, called 10 penalties on the Ravens that game. Three, I believe, on the Jets, who were the home team. So uh, I'm hoping for a well-officiated game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just throwing that out there because maybe some fans will enjoy the factoid. But uh, is your prediction still the same as it was in the crossover, James? Yeah, it is. 26-19. Part of it is, you know, it's like, all oh, 19 points. Well, when you have Justin Tucker, you can score from almost anywhere. Well, they haven't. And, 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 and that's part of it. No, I, I agree. They haven't. Um, I, I think there'll be a wrinkle or two, you know, but you score a touchdown, you have four field goals. 19 happens pretty quick. And flip side, I think this Bengals offense is going to come out and play pretty well. I expect Jamar Chase, and he was pretty decent the other day, you know, but I expect him to have a really good game. And that doesn't mean the numbers are going to be awesome. I don't mean that. I'm not saying 200 yards or anything like that. Not that he couldn't do that. But I I think when we sit down to do our next show, there's going to be a player or two where we're like, and Jamar. Ooh, and I'm going to be doing something like that. So we'll see. But I, I expect Jamar Chase to get the last laugh with Roquan Smith. And this is a really good way for Jamar to let the league know that, okay, you, you want to take little little physical shots with me and all of those things. Are, that's fine. This is what's going to happen to you. And I, I think that's that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to have a big game and, and have a couple big plays and who knows? I'm not saying he's going to run over Roquan Smith or something, but he could certainly run by him. And there aren't many guys that keep, could keep up with Jamar 
And I, I think he's going to be poised to have a big game. And speaking of big games, Joe Burrow, he's going to be pretty locked in. And see, as I say all these things, I'm like, well, if these things happen, it won't be 26 to 19. So I'll stick with my score prediction, but won't be shocked if it's worse. Last thing for me, Jake, and I checked to make sure, with a win on Sunday, and this is so weird to say, it'll be the first time in Bengals history that they've won a playoff game in back-to-back seasons. It's crazy. They can Isn't break it? they can break quite a few streaks. A record on Sunday yeah. night football, not so great either historically. Uh, I, I don't think any of that matters. It's the reason we haven't really talked about it this week. Uh, and, and this team in particular has been great at breaking streaks. So yeah. why not? Why not do another one? TJ Hushmanzada, ruler of the jungle, I believe. Yep. On Sunday night. That should be fun. Chad Johnson going to be in the crowd has his ticket. I don't know why they wouldn't just pull Chad up on the on the throne with TJ. Given the dynamic duo. I don't know side. why the Ravens haven't called TJ and Chad to both start. Because <laughs> I'm not yeah. you, you, the the thing is, is you think I'm kidding. You are. You're <laughs> we're gonna do this. <laughs> you you telling me Chad isn't better than James Prochet? I mean, he's like 30 years older. He's 45. You seen Chad? Yeah, I, saw him, I, I saw him. I saw him on Thursday Night Football. Uh-huh. Chad's still, yeah. Chad could still slice and dice him up. A Look, little man, bit. I have the most, the utmost respect for Chad Johnson, and saying this probably precludes, if he ever sees it, the pro- the possibility of him ever coming to talk to us. But you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I, yeah. I love Chad no, because he would go off. Well, I, he would go off if he was catching passes from Joe Burrow. Put it that way. Love Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. Hope that that motivating factor is really fun. Looking forward to seeing the always open like Burrow's title window. Looking forward to seeing the scenes from Cincinnati on Sunday night. Looks like it's going to be a great show. So if you're going to the game, enjoy that. And we'll be back with you after the game in the wee hours. Eastern time. And until next time, Bengals fans, hootay, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.